Welcome to Seeing Red the Pod, episode 11. Today we're going to talk Nebraska politics. I'm April and I'm here with Melody and Stephanie. Let's get started. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm a little tired today. I'm, I'm going to stick it out. It'll be okay. <laughs> Why are you tired? Have you been Have you been partying all night, painting the town red now that things are opening up? Uh, no. What? <laughs> April, step it up. Be more nope. exciting. Oh, <laughs> I saw this. I, I saw this interesting thing, like a, a chart of like the levels that people are kind of at in quarantine and kind of like describing them. Okay. And from like one to five, one being like super careful and five being like open. And I'm like, just started to be a two. I like how it <laughs> says, instead of leave the house, it says, leave your container. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. <laughs> that does. Yeah. Okay. I feel but, that. Um, I feel that. Well, I, I gotta say, I started I going at... outside to see some people I know because I'm losing my mind. But we wear a mask and it's only outside at this point. My poor children. I don't know. They may never be the same. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I have been looking at the data and both in, so the data comes through on Saturdays is the last day of the week on the data. And I look at Douglas County, which is Omaha and Lancaster County, which is Lincoln. Those are the two I'm looking at to see kind of where we are, because I think people in Omaha and Lincoln kind of fly back and forth. And this past Saturday, uh, so May 16th, I looked to see what the numbers were, and we had less positive cases than the week before. And so it looks like we peaked and we've dropped. So I was talking to my sister and I said, if we drop next week, so that would be two weeks in a row, I will feel really good about that. And I will feel like, okay, maybe I can start going out in the world a little bit more than I am. And then if we drop one more week after that, then I will feel like, okay, maybe we can go to the ice cream shop and pick out ice creams and then go outside and eat them. Because the numbers are pretty low, but if they're dropping and they keep dropping three weeks straight, I'll know they dropped from the peak and then they are dropping from things being open. So I want to see two more weeks of drops before I feel really like, okay, we can start like dipping our toe and really being more open in the world. Yeah. I just want to be smart. Yeah. (laughs) Stephanie, what's going on with you? What's happening in your neck of the woods? I mean, it's just the same stuff, you know, working. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, it's so true for everyone. I finished planting my garden today and I actually planted this area of my yard that I have been wanting to plant for years and I did it all with free plants that from my friends splitting theirs and so I'm pretty thrilled about that it's thrilling Mm -hmm. um what kind of things are you planting so I planted some bee balm and some asiatic lilies and a clematis and some sun chokes which I think you eat the root of them they have really pretty yellow flowers on them so that was exciting and I planted the rest of the garden, got the rest of the tomatoes in and cucumbers and a couple of melons. We'll see how those go. Usually that's just something fun we get to watch grow and then the squirrels eat them because they're jerks. Oh, squirrels are the worst. So one year my mom planted, well, by my mom planted, I mean, she had my stepdad plant uh, (laughs) the seeds from a cantaloupe that she was eating out at her lake house. And 
all summer long. Every time we came to visit, she would ask the kids, oh, do you guys want to go see Grandma's Melons? Let's go look at Grandma's Melons. <laughs> oh, Grandma. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your melons. <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking my children if they'll look <sighs> at your melons. It's horrible. <sighs> oh. But I tell you what, mm. it was like the best cantaloupe I ever had in my whole life. It was uh-huh. so good. You know, do you know who has really good cantaloupe, best cantaloupe around is Jones Produce. They're outside of Crete. And if you have the opportunity to get any of their melons, uh, they're fantastic. Mm. So, Are they big? Are they juicy? <laughs> they are big and juicy. <laughs> are they firm, but like I can squish just a tiny they, bit? Perfect. They're just perfect. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't even know what to say right now. Well. <laughs> I had a really good watermelon. <laughs> I did too. You guys, I'm addicted to that Tajin spice. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's like a chili lime salt that you sprinkle on things. And oh, tahini. So I don't know how to say it. I think it's a H uh, because it's okay. a J and tahin? it's a Mexican spice. I don't know. I don't tahin. know. Anyways, it's amazing and I eat it oh, yeah. on all the things. Between that, that so and everything bagel seasoning. Mm-hmm. That tahini, it's everything. good on eggs, it's good on corn, it's yeah. good on watermelon. It's really good on watermelon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. Oh, cucumbers. My kids are addicted to it on cucumbers. And mm. I'm like, hey, I don't care because you're eating cucumber. <laughs> so, Melody, what have you been up to? <gasps> what have I been up to? I have a new puppy. She's a beagle mix. Um, she was living with a lady in Florida who could not have her. I think she expected puppies to be a touch simpler than they are. So she ended up back in Lincoln and a friend of a friend was like, do you want a dog? I'm like, you know, do you want a dog actually? So now we have a puppy. And what's her name? This is my favorite part. Her name is Marigold. Oh, She's so precious. She's really sweet. And she likes to retrieve, which I used to have schnauzers. And schnauzers are like, you threw it. Go fucking get it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get that ball when you threw it. (laughs) (laughs) Schnauzers are, they're so gorgeous, but they are very prissy. nice dogs. Yeah, they're very prissy. And they will not swim. They will not play fetch. They're not really willing to be trained. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're just so this is a very different kind of dog and so it's it's um it's going really well we've had our three days that's awesome but yeah so that's been really fun okay so here's oh. the thing i want to tell you guys i don't i don't think you have the logins to our patreon account but i have it so i wanted to tell you we have 22 patrons that's amazing. I, I can't even believe we got any. That's, that's I awesome. I mean, it was like every time one came in, like one came in today. And I was like, what is happening? I, I can't. I'm so honored. I'm so, I'm just yeah. like speechless. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not totally speechless because we are recording right now, but <laughs> you know, like I just, I was like, and mm-hmm. some of them, you know, like my mom, hi mom. You know, like some people we know, but some mm-hmm. people we don't know and I've never heard of. And, you know, like as you do, I'm like, let me creep on Facebook and see if I can find them. And I'm like, we don't have any mutual friends. 
you're just, there's just people out in the world listening to the content we're creating. And I'm really excited. And we've already gotten a few emails from people who have feedback or they have ideas or, um, oh my gosh, one gal is writing a, it's like a musical review of GOP senators in Congress. And she's like, oh, maybe we can partner with Seeing Red. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe we can. Let's talk further. But I feel like if we hadn't have started the Patreon account, that maybe we wouldn't even have, um, it wouldn't even have occurred to them to to think of that, to offer that up. So anyway, I, I am like so proud. Well, you know, you're going to have to start naming names because we promised shout outs on the pod. <gasps> we are going to give a shout out. Ooh. Every time someone is a patron of Seeing Red, we will give them a shout out. It comes with the basic Patreon membership. That's right. Everyone will get a shout out. But Everyone will also get a sticker. I know we had said last time we would do the first 10. Like, this is nuts. 21 people in less than like four days. Mm -hmm. We're giving everyone a sticker. And like, honestly, I just want to mail everyone a sticker who becomes one of our patrons in the month of May. Because I am just so impressed. I'm just impressed. And I feel really grateful. And it just shows... People want to see Pete Ricketts have a bad day. And I'm so proud of all of you for wanting that. It's the right thing to want. Mm-hmm. May he get a paper cut every time he touches an envelope. <laughs> May his sheets pull up at the corners and give him an uncomfortable night's rest every May night. May he get a life. wedgie every time. Yes, that's exactly what I was capital. <laughs> <laughs> These are things I hope for him. These are things I hope for him. We had the same thought. May his socks always bunch at the toes. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, yeah. That is so annoying. Mm. So, okay, let me tell you what. He always are. run out of toilet paper in a moment of need. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. May that always happen. Okay, here are our patrons. And if I have, if you are listening and I have said your name wrong, please write me an email and tell me. Hey, you got my name wrong. And I will re-pronounce it. I want to get it correct because we are so grateful. Okay. So here we have Angela Thomas, Becky Buchanan, Brenda Norton, Catherine Coble, Thea Hartley, Dee Lane, Daniel Kroll, Dave Sutton, David Hynek, Eric Williams, John Skiles Skinner, Joseph Couch, which we're going to be talking about Joseph Couch here in a minute. Judy King, who is the Seeing Red Person of the Year in 2019. Woo! Yes. So if you haven't read that article about her, go (laughs) Google it and find the Judy King article. She's someone you want to know more about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kelsey Lee, Lisa Davis, Lindy Christensen Nader. Margaret Ross Madsen, my mom, (laughs) Patty French, Patty Chase, Robert Way, SJ, and Vicki Wood. And those are all of our, did you guys, was there anybody on that list you didn't know? Uh, Lots of people. I just, I can't, I can't believe the people I know would invest in me. And I can't believe people I don't know are investing in me. I feel just grateful. I feel so grateful. We're still in the final design proof stages of the sticker. So just know that is coming and it's going to blow your socks off. Mm -hmm. And we're planning (laughs) to 
do more stickers throughout the year, you know, as relevant things come up. It's like garbage. So if yeah. you're a patron, you'll always, if you're at the sticker level, you'll always be at the sticker level. So if you have a new sticker, we'll always just send you the sticker. Um, if you're at that level. So I just, guys, final words about the patrons. You're all Thank awesome. you. As yes. Melody said, thanks for believing in what Seeing Red does. And we will keep things going. Keep hosting our pods. Keep hosting our websites. All that stuff that <laughs> takes a little bit of dough. Yeah, I mean, you don't even know there is something coming out. I we can't talk about it. It's top secret right now, but you will actually possibly have a medical episode after you are done laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't even tell. I uh, can't even tell you what it is, but it it costs money to do, and so like now we have some money, and so this is really great. So stay tuned for that. We will tell you more when we know more about it. Okay, so. Between this time and last time, we've had a primary in the state of Nebraska. We are in kind of the last third of states that primary, since we're all the way in May. States will be primarying all the way through June. The primary is important because it narrows down races to two people. So in November, everybody will be on the same ballot. There won't be a democratic ballot and a Republican ballot and a libertarian ballot and a nonpartisan ballot. There's just going to be the ballot and it's going to have two people. And so now we're down to those people and we know who they are. Um, I want to start and say my personal, I live in LD 29 and I was really rooting for Elliot Bostar and he did awesome at the mm -hmm. primary. And he, there was one Republican who the Republicans kind of put all their, eggs in that basket and he was getting all the funding and had all the signs he won he was expected to win but the democrat there were lots of them running and you know some pretty strong folks but elliot bostar he cares deeply about the environment that's his top issue and so that's who we voted for that's who he had assigned for and he won he will be in the general election against the republican jacob campbell what was a race that you were really excited about stephanie well I'm going to first of all say the real MVP of the primary were the Nebraska voters who got out in record yeah. numbers, like the highest yeah. primary turnout percentage since the 70s. It's I mean, almost amazing. Like mailing ballots. Mm. Mailing yeah. ballots do work. They do. And people um, have time to research their candidates and make an educated decision. I heard that so often that people who don't normally vote by mail, I think they often just kind of skip races where they don't know who the people mm -hmm. are or they yeah. just randomly pick one and they just were looking them all up because they had time to get those ballots in. Mm -hmm. One thing I noticed is I worked at the polls on Tuesday and Yay. checked people in. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure to do so. But one thing that here's the big problem with that I saw was if you get a mail-in ballot, you could turn them in all the way through election day, but you couldn't take them to your polling place. Mm -hmm. So we have the state is paying people to take paper ballots. <laughs> but if you have a paper ballot your at your house, you have to drive all the way across town and turn it in. And lots of people actually did try to bring their paper ballot in and they all had to vote provisionally. And it was super annoying. And when the election inspector came to come visit who I swear to God was a cowboy. He was wearing like, a cowboy hat, a bolo tie, cowboy boots. 
he had like he was just fancy he had his fancy cowboy dress-up outfit on it was the envy of every seven-year-old and he was like but he was so a serious person and I said you know this is something we should do this is kind of been a problem that people want to turn their ballots in and he I don't know I think he was very flippant and a little was just said you know they it says that if they just read their stuff it says they have to turn it in at the election commission and I didn't think that was an appropriate answer I didn't right. like that answer so I think this would be a really great thing for civic Nebraska to take up because hmm. you know this gives people more accessibility to voting so yeah I mean why wouldn't you be able to turn in your paper ballot to a place with paid workers taking paper ballots in your neighborhood in your neighborhood why do you have to drive across town and then they even have a list of you so they could look up your name should they need to like there's no reason right so then yeah all those people had to vote provisionally which when you saw when they said oh we have this many ballots that we haven't counted yet that's why because they have to cross check all the ballots they got on voting day with all the provisionals to make sure people didn't send in too but that is all kind of eliminated if you just say, just turn your ballot in. So <laughs> check you off the list. Here's your paper ballot. I was going on. April, what do you yep. think? What was your big takeaway from the primary? Um, my big takeaway. Uh, <laughs> it's not the question I thought you were going to ask me. <laughs> um, well, answer the question you wanted me to ask. Just tell me what's what your, it was. What was answer. your favorite race that you're most excited about, April? Oh yeah. yeah. What was that? Well, it's, you know, the same one I was excited about before, but I'm still um, hoping Brody Weber can upset Hilgers in district 21. Yes. Um, I was very, very sad that Joseph Couch didn't advance. I think he worked really hard. He was definitely hindered by the amazing work he's doing with the national guard testing people for COVID-19 right now. And he's not allowed to run right now. But um, oh, he couldn't make any phone calls. He couldn't do posts yeah. like, yeah. But we are super, we were early supporters of Joseph and uh, wish him the best and hope it's not the last we see of him. But I'd like to see um, Joseph's people support Brody and upset Hilgers. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I was impressed that all of the Democratic incumbents were able to have more votes than their strongest opponent. Mm-hmm. Usually a lot more, too, winning by huge margins. Yeah, and I think we probably are going to take the seat up in Blair. There's a Ricketts appointee in there right now. And what's her name? Jen Lee? Jen Day. Jen Day. Jen Day. Yeah, she is, she beat the, well, he's not really an incumbent. Yeah. He's, she beat the appointee, I guess, in the primary, which... You know, she has to do it again. So she's still got a lot of work ahead of her. But good you know, I think that is that is a good sign. And probably I was talking to somebody else about this. I would say at this point, if we can keep all the seats we have, the Democrats, and we can pick up one more seat. I mean, that probably is a, what we can do, I would say. And that probably would be maybe an accurate representation of R's and D's across the state. I think it would be pretty balanced. Which, I mean, it just shows how much work we have to do to get, because it'll be about a third and two thirds, but it just shows how much work we have to do to do cultural work in Nebraska. We have to be talking to each other, talking to our neighbors, 
And we have to be exposing things that the establishment is doing. We have to keep talking about that. We have to keep thinking about that. Because, I mean, honestly, there's so many nonpartisans in the state. When Ernie Chambers, this is his last year. One, if the legislature resumes, then that will be the end of it. If it never resumes, then we've already seen the last of him. Are you um, trying to make me cry? Stop. No. I know. But like, they should be able to support more nonpartisan candidates outside of the political parties. We should be able to oust terrible Republicans, but people just need to know what's going on. And you can see, yeah. did anybody watch the Ben Sass commencement video? <laughs> yeah. The Republicans are not okay. He no. is not okay. They're not okay. He is well aware that the water he is holding for his political party is hurting his state. He is aware it is hurting his community. He's from Fremont, one of the COVID mm-hmm. outbreaks with the meatpacking plants. And he thinks this is all a joke, which I find mind boggling. I mean, people are dying every day and he just thinks it's a giant. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks that because when I was watching it, he was saying things that made it sound like he's like trying to do jokes. You're totally right about that. But he was like, he looked intoxicated Mm -hmm. and he was unshaven. He was wearing a shirt that did not look freshly pressed and a tie. But normally his image is like hokey, goofy, wearing a Nebraska sweatsuit combo. I think he is not okay. I think he knows he's, he is Ivy League educated. He used to run a college. He is not a stupid person. He's not. I don't like his politics. He, I think he says one thing, does another. There's all kinds of things I don't like about him. But he's not stupid. He's not stupid at all. But what he did was so out of character. I'm like, I think he is cracking under doing the dirty work of the Republican Party. <laughs> I think he's cracking. I mean, I don't feel bad for him. You know, he's made his bed. He's lying in it. But my God, like, we got to get him out of office. We've got to get everyone like him out of office. And just for funsies, Seeing Red wrote a scathing (laughs) mockery of him. Yes. That out on the Facebook. Yeah, you can see that on SeeingRedNebraska.com. Um, or, you know, the Facebook, <laughs> ah, I need to, we need to email it out. I usually email out those articles, but oh, I forgot yeah. to do it. So I'll have Put to do that list. after we're done recording. Uh, hey, I have one more um, primary thing I'd like to talk about. Oh, yeah. Kara Eastman. Ooh, that was the big one in Omaha. Dang. She upset Ashford, which I did not see her. Ann Ashford, I, didn't, I was worried about that, but she like kicked her butt. She and did. Uh, there's no way those Ashford people are going to vote for Bacon if they all go to Kara. Man, she has a really good chance. I mean, Kara lost last time by like 10,000 votes. Yeah. And 100,000 people did not vote. So, and everything is so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Like since 2018, we've had, I mean, obviously COVID. But when did all the stuff come out about the children in cages and stuff? I think that was, wasn't that... Was it the summer before the election or was it after the election? I feel like it was before the election. Was it? But Ugh, put all strings together. But I think people just know better and they I think they know more. And I think people are they understand the cost of bad government. I mean, I'm guessing that Anne didn't think she was gonna lose because I think that she and her husband put 
uh, you know, about six figures of their own money into that race. So I think that was a pretty big surprise to them. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I also can't believe this, but former Senator Bob Christ and former Democratic gubernatorial candidate who used to be a Republican like three minutes ago came out and endorsed Don Bacon and in the same article mentioned that he's also planning on running for governor again as a Democrat and just endorsed in one of the only, in my opinion, the two places that we can get a federal seat in the state for Democrats. It was unbelievable. So... Okay, I missed that second part. I did not know that he announced that in the same article. Oh, yeah. Oh, real life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are the Democrats really going to, like, welcome him back in? Jeez, God. Well, I mean, here's the deal. If you run as a Democrat, there are certain things that the party provides for all people registered as Democrats running, just the same as the Republican Party. It'll be real. This is screwy. (laughs) It'll be real interesting to see what it looks like. I mean, here's the thing about Bob Christ is like he was never a Democrat. And I think it just shows he is a he served our country in the US Air Force, which my dad was in the US Air Force also, right? And he had a proud military service career. And then he was eight years as a state senator where he honorably served his state. Wasn't he in even longer than that? Oh, I, I think, think he was so. an initially appointee. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. He was a Heineman appointee. You're right. You're right. He was. So he made it longer than eight. So he is, by all measures, right, a good Republican guy. And he, and I actually don't have a lot of bad things to say. We have political disagreements, but I saw firsthand in the legislature when he got accurate, factual information, he could be swayed. He could have his mind changed. He voted independently of his political party. Mm -hmm. And he also voted with his political party because he is definitely a conservative person. But the fact that someone to get a billionaire out of a state government position, to get Ricketts out of office, the only path forward was to join a political party that really doesn't align with your worldview. That doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense that's how it works. Like, honestly, if most of the state is Republican, we should probably be picking between two Republicans by the time it comes to November, just like we do in the legislature. Sometimes you get two Democrats. Sometimes you get two Republicans. Sometimes you get a mix. It just depends on the makeup of the district. But it just seems like Democrats, we don't have enough sway in this state yet. And so that means... They never even have to care about our vote because they are, they can't get it anyway. So they can be as extreme as they want to be because these races and offices are designed to be partisan. And it makes me crazy. I also think that, you know, with Bob Christ and even uh, Senator, oh, he's in Omaha. He's fantastic. He speaks out against all the chaos of the Republican Party. McAllister. Oh my God. There you go. There you go. There you go. John McAllister. Part part of the Republican party has went so far off the rails to the left that if you're a rational Republican, then people are like, maybe you're a Democrat because they're, it's just very, it's just so far left at this point. And so. um, Right. And he's not, he is not a Democrat. He is a Republican. He is 
a conservative person. And up until this recent bout of extremism, he has been a well-liked, heavily involved Republican leader in our state. It is obscene. And you know what I think is going on with Christ? I think, here's what I think he's doing. I think there is a serious dispute going on between Heinemann and Ricketts. And I think Heinemann wants Ricketts out. Or Heinemann wants back in. Do we have term limits in the governor's position? No. Ugh. But I think Heinemann is trying to make a play to get Ricketts out of office. And I think Christ, by endorsing Bacon, is trying to get into Heinemann's good graces. And I think he wants back in the Republican Party. So he can Which run is honestly crap. where he belongs. <laughs> and that's, they can have him. They can have him. It's fine. I mean, and honestly, if it was between him and Ricketts, I would vote for him again for governor. It's uh. fine. <laughs> Listen, I would too. And I'm going to lay it out because it's what we've said a million times. That anybody is better than Pete Ricketts. Even an he, evil guy who's not a billionaire is better than Pete Ricketts, who's an evil guy and a billionaire. Like, I will take it if that's all I can get. Do I want more? Do I want a Democrat that's a real Democrat that really aligns with me? Yes. Do I want to build the bench so that we're not always going, how come there's nobody to run for governor? Yes. But I'll vote for him. I will. I hate Ricketts that much. (laughs) I, I mean, and honestly, like, I mean, Democrats are not the heroes, right? Like Republicans are the, they are the villains, but Democrats are not the heroes. It's the best we have, and we certainly should be supporting the infrastructure. I think that's really important that, like, a party provides. But what actually matters are people like us, people that are listening. So here's the thing. One person can make the hugest difference. And you don't need a political party to make that difference. You don't have to be involved in a political party to make that difference. So somebody in Lincoln... I don't know who they were, put googly eyes on a Jeff Fortenberry election sign, which I notice he does not have a space on his signs this year, but (laughs) 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 they put googly and then they took the O in his name, put a piece of tape on it and turned it into an A. So it said Jeff Fortenberry and he (laughs) went crazy and now he's running for office again and his character has been weakened by this one person and this one action that they did on a busy intersection his character was already very very weak yeah well true his ego not his hair though the hair (laughs) is strong (laughs) oh (laughs) like that's what it takes what what is being done to ridicule Don Bacon in Omaha. Like, what is being done to take out, you know, Adrian Smith? Like, what is he even have an opponent? I don't even know. Yeah, um, he did, but then nobody came close. Oh no, he didn't have enough uh signatures or something. He didn't get on the ballot. No, no. He, yeah. He did have an opponent. he did have an opponent, and I there will be two names on the ballot in November. Mm-hmm. Um oh, there is. Yeah, I haven't even heard of them, so it hasn't. Doesn't matter. We had we had a chance last, or they had a chance in the third district two years ago to get Paul Seabald elected, and unfortunately, that didn't work out. So yeah, yeah, but you know, I just like that is that is such a big deal. People can do so much. You know who I loved, and I'm kind of sad they've bumped out of the race was Mark Vendrosic. 
you know, it was like Mark and Mark in Midtown, yep. social media. And he just bicycled around. He mooned Vice President Pence. Uh-huh. He <laughs> writes rude messages in chalk everywhere he goes. Yep. <laughs> he did so. He had That's some true. sort of ACLU case. And Which got, they won. Right. They well, got it dropped. The the charges got dropped. I don't know that he won, but hopefully he would have won, right? But he won enough where they haven't arrested him again. So he's chalking rude messages everywhere. He's saying things like, "Good morning to everyone except landlords." Good morning. <laughs> like, no, he, wish. He's a real advocate for tenants' rights and yeah. working people, you know. Yep. And I seriously, I seriously love that. I love that he was just out there doing the thing. And I hope he like keeps chalking everything. That guy, I think he goes to the Omaha City Council meetings every week. I'm sure he walks in and they're like, oh God, that guy. But you know what? That's what it takes. Be that guy. Be that guy. We need more of that guy. I wish he was not a gun humper like I feel like he just says the most ignorant things about gun policy and I wish he would kind of evolve in that but aside from that I just he cracks me up on social media and I think he's doing really incredible work to change the rhetoric and he says what people often don't feel comfortable hearing which is workers matter people deserve fair pay Mm -hmm. people deserve Mm -hmm not to be renters their whole life and die with nothing while other people are have enriched themselves off their labor for nothing in return. Like, I mean, he's saying things that are really important and they are absolutely policies we should be enacting. The fact mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I was talking to my dad today. I said something about, he goes, well, you know, people who get COVID, they're likely to recover. You're not likely to die. And that's true. That is true. At my, my health status, you know, I'm probably not going to die. I'd probably recover. But if I ended up in the hospital, who's going to pay that mountain of hospital bills for my family? Who's going to pay that? Like, that's actually, honestly, like a bigger risk than being sick for so many families. What are you going to do? Pay your $13,000 person. <sighs> yeah, exactly. I have a family member who needs foot surgery. Just just happened. Like, it's just a thing. She can't afford it. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Works hard. She pays her taxes. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. After she's I not, had my second baby, my foot got so weird. It's really, I have like horrible foot pain. I finally went to the foot doctor and they said, I need special inserts in my shoes. Well, insurance mm-hmm. doesn't cover it. So a for-profit company gets to decide that I either have to pony up like four to $600 in cash or live with the foot pain. I'm 39 years old. I have at least, hopefully, 40 more years on these feet. (laughs) And then you've got to buy new insoles every so many years. That's how it works. Why does a for-profit company get to say chronic pain is not a covered issue? Right. How about about if I want to get a boner? Can I... (laughs) That's covered. It's is covered. that covered? covered. Is that one covered? Oh, 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 oh okay. control, though, no deal. Right, like, I mean, that is just such a problem. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've um, got to. My daughter knows there's a new Hobby Lobby being built on our I side know. of town, and we drive by, and she goes, why are they building that? They're bad people. Good girl. Because <laughs> I told her about Hobby Lobby not and others not paying for birth control. <laughs> Your kid knows it. She knows it, man. She I, knows I it. Was, I was asking my daughter these questions about, you know, whatever, coronavirus through a child's eyes. And I asked her who the president was. And she said, we don't talk about that. 
We don't talk about that in this house. Oh, that's funny. So she's passed to the point where she used to think it was Bernie Sanders. Like, yeah, no, unfortunately, unfortunately, she has, she no longer believes that. So I'll never forget when she had convinced her entire preschool class that Bernie Sanders was president. And I told the teacher when she called me that I didn't have the heart to tell her otherwise. And she said, neither do we. And I love (laughs) all eternally. My son took a tour of the Capitol building with his school and the tour guide said something about, you know, they just say these kind of neutral facts, you know, like, oh, and the, this, the governor's name is this and blah, blah, blah. And my son, to everyone's awkward feelings, except mine, said, I don't like the governor. And my mom doesn't like the governor either. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like <laughs> political opinions of children are often a reflection of their parents and not mm-hmm. per se right honest political beliefs, right? And so I think they were trying to suss that out with him and they said, uh, well, what what don't you like about the governor? And they thought, I don't know what they thought. Maybe they thought they wouldn't have a good answer, but he just looked the woman straight in the eye and said, because he kills people and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. yep. Speaking Melody. of the governor killing I people. Your perfect segue to the yeah. best worst news in months for the governor that oh. uh, the Nebraska Supreme Court has decided that Ricketts slash Frakes have to disclose their lethal injection records. And he's been so mad at press conferences when he's asked about it. He gets all pouty and says, that's not a coronavirus question. And Why can't, I can't the press ask something that's not a coronavirus question well, at can. a press conference? Well, they absolutely can, right? But why right. does he like, just get to pick and choose what he does in the answer? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so you know, they were kind of arguing that by including the name of the, with the records and the name of the drug supplier that they couldn't because um, it would disclose some information about um, the people who work in that department and that's protected information for lots of reasons, right? And basically the Nebraska Supreme Court was like, no, you could just redact that part. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's it's a real blow at least on paper and as far as I know maybe you guys know an update I haven't heard anything yet from Ricketts other than in the press conference he's asked he was like well you know we're certainly going to follow the law blah 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 but I can't believe he's not going to fight again well if there are more judicial moves he could make it's so funny because Republicans are going to be the first people to say like don't let people have due process. We have to cut the red tape and kill people faster, put them in jail faster, have less appeals. But when it comes to transparency in government, my God. They pull out all the stuff. They pull out all the stuff. Can't have any of that. And we're, the taxpayer is paying for his wish to not have transparency. We're paying it with the judges time and all the courts time. We're paying it for the, um, defense right like everything all the attorneys on behalf of the state that's all coming out of taxpayer money uh the only thing that is not taxpayer money is the push to have 
the governor follow the law. That's actually very expensive to ask lawmakers <laughs> to follow the law. Weird. The only person who has to pay for that is the public um, out of their private pockets. But taxpayers get to pay for the government to try not to be transparent. It's kind of incredible that it works that way. So here's a follow-up on information that's coming out. Is there anything that Megan Hunt's released about the freedom of information that she did against the governor with uh, Test Nebraska website? She sent Seeing Red the packet, and it is really, really long. And we've got people that are reading it, so that's kind of all I know at this point. But it's just tons and tons of emails tons of emails but you can see there it, there are some patterns in there i don't think we've published anything but there's some patterns where you can see a conversation starting and they'll go oh let me let's get on a call hmm. yeah let's move this offline like right. we don't want because this traceable they don't want it, it swept up in an open records so you can see that happening in email conversations and you can also see it's pretty clear they didn't want public health involved. They wanted this rush through as fast as possible, that whole test Nebraska thing, because they're not, they don't care. The governor doesn't want rich people to pay taxes. He doesn't want Walmart. He doesn't want meat packing plants. He doesn't want any major person with big deep pockets to pay their fair share of money, right? To cover expenses of the state but he is totally fine wasting the very little money that we do have. He's fine to do that. Oh, he's such a monster. I will he say really when like, we find out where these drugs came from that were used to kill a man, it is, it is a question. We've asked this on Seeing Red, and I don't know if you've read it, but the title of the article is Why Does Governor Needles Want His Favorite Veterinarian on the Board of Health? And John Kuhn, who's engaged, or at least was engaged, to Ricketts' campaign manager and political strategist, he was unopposed for his first year of legislature. It's really weird for someone not to seek a second term. He didn't even give a reason why he didn't seek a second term. And then kind of out of the blue, he ends up on the board of health. And there's just some, like, it's possible a veterinarian could have gotten those death drugs. That's one of the ways they could have been procured. Anyway, it's just very, very interesting. So we'll see when, you know, if that gets released, when it gets released, we'll see what, if some of that speculation turns out to have some teeth and, you know, maybe it's just speculation. It's nothing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Be transparent, Governor. If you have nothing to hide, then don't hide yeah. it. Is there anything else we should talk about? Oh my gosh, guys. The puppy is like begging to get out of her kennel. I thought I heard a jingling sound. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. April. Oh, I just, we have a lot of work to do going into the November election. I think we need to really push and keep pressuring to try to get mail-in ballots again in November because it's mm -hmm. just too uncertain what's going to happen with coronavirus. And as we can see, so many more people were able to exercise their right to vote this year. And it's, it's, it's wrong to deny that right when we do, when things are so uncertain, especially. So that's my, my big takeaway is that we have a lot on the line in November and not, not just Nebraska, although we always push Nebraska because your politics closer to home, your elections closer to home have a much bigger impact on your life. But of course there's also the presidential election. So that's what I'm hoping for. 
Um, I think that we need to really focus on making sure that both Kate Bowles and Kara Eastman get elected, uh, making sure that we support people so we can pick up a couple of rational seats in the legislature. And we'll have more information next week, but everybody find a medical marijuana petition and get it signed. Um, The signatures have to be in and I don't know, about a month and a half, we want to make sure that we have a strong showing because definitely having medical marijuana on the ballot will help with voter turnout and voter turnout's always good for democracy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would second that. Like, we have a real <laughs> chance to get at least one, one seat in Washington, D.C. that we could get in Nebraska. That Cara Eastman seat is gettable. It is winnable. And the fact that she's now second time around, she has more name recognition than she did before. And I think it is, um, that's going to be really good for her campaign. So yeah, it's time to get her elected. And then Kay Bowles, she is the most competitive candidate opponent that Jeff Fortenberry has ever faced. Uh She is the most competitive. She is no progressive hero. I'll tell you that right now. But she is not a monster who has voted to take away our healthcare 20 times in a mm-hmm. row. Like Kate Bowles has ethics and she actually gives a crap about the elderly. She gives a crap about children. She gives a crap about all kinds of things like making sure people don't die of lack of healthcare. You know, so this is the most competitive race he will ever have faced. And this is probably going to be our best year to take him out. Yep. And it is and time to show Nebraska. It's going to be a tough race, and it is certainly else to Washington. Who can? And the thing is, too, that there's going to be so much that Washington has to do to help us get through this mm-hmm. global crisis. That we have to do our part. We have to send someone in there with a brain, and not someone who sat there for years and years and done jack mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Jack I'm telling shit. you, anything you can do. If there are little things, big things. Um, I think as a podcast, something that we're looking at doing is finding people who are doing interesting things that you can replicate yourself and bring them on to talk about it. Because we've, all, if you are listening to this podcast, you are more informed than the average Nebraska and you have a duty to pass it on. We can all do things in our little small spaces and we have a real chance, obviously getting... I just want to be clear, like, obviously getting Democrats elected does not change things, right? That is, we all know that. And I don't think it's really honest to pretend that it does. We know that that's true. But in the work of electing Democrats, whether or not they get elected, the work of doing it, it changes our culture. And that is what gets us the change. Yep. So like when Mark in Midtown is running around saying good morning to everybody but your landlord, he is giving people the freedom to say, you know what, it is really screwed up that rich people can buy up all of the low cost housing and so poor people have no choice but to rent. That is really, really fucked up. And because he he says it as strongly as he says it, it gives everybody else permission to just start talking about it a little bit. And then they talk about it a little bit more and like, that's, what's actually creating the change. So, you know, I certainly, I know like there are people who are like, well, I don't care if Car Eastman wins. That's not going to change anything. No, it's not going to change Congress if she wins. Absolutely. It won't. But what it will do is it will create a better Omaha. 
Yep. It will create a better state. The work of getting people elected is what makes the culture change. And we desperately need that in our state. Well, April, we're about to wrap it up. I think you've been reading a book. I read it first, but you read it most recently. So I'm going to let you talk about it. All right. What we're reading. I just read a fiction book, The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. Follows uh, four siblings who, when they're children, they go see a fortune teller. And the thing is, she like, tell that's what her stick is, is that she tells you the exact date you're going to die. And uh, so the, the whole thing is, is it follows each one as they grow up. And um, the whole thing is, did they die on that day because they were going to die on that day? Or did they die on that day because it was already planted, considering that some of the stuff that happens is tragic and whatnot? And uh, it was hard to put down. It was very Oh my gosh. I felt like I was watching a movie when I was reading that book. I wonder if they're going to make a movie out of that book because it really did read like a movie. It was so good. I love yeah, a good fiction book. Great writing. All right. Well, uh, what? April, do you have a thing last thing to say? Catch say us it. on social media. As we just said, we're on Patreon. Search Seeing Red Nebraska. But we also have a new Insta. Woo! seeing red nebraska What's your photos for the insta so we will post them too. Yeah. yeah and one last thing find a couple of local candidates that are running in your districts and support them yeah if you can give us five dollars a month you can give some of them a yeah <laughs> spread those five dollars all over town yeah. it's and about remember, collective power and remember taking out billionaires with collective power yep and if you're if you become one of our Patreon members this month, the whole month of May, you get a free sticker no matter what level you sign up on. You can send us a picture of your sticker when you get it. Put it on the Instagram. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> Melody's the queen of mailing. We just have to get the finishing done. I, I got am. stamps because I love the post office. Yeah. Yep. Go yeah, US. I love office. the post office. <laughs> All right. Until what other organization time. would give mail to every single house for 50 cents? Right. How cool is yep. that? It's so cool. All right. Well, good night, okay. everybody. Bye. Good night. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to Seeing Red Nebraska, Politics from the Left. Seeing Red is a group blog edited by citizen volunteers and entirely devoted to Nebraska politics. You can support us on Patreon with a $5, $10, or $20 a month donation. Be sure to check us out at seeingrednebraska.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at seeingredne or contact us via email at seeingredne at protonmail.com.